I've got a question, just a couple of questions for you as we begin today. Have you ever felt, have you ever felt lazy? <laughs> no hands, please. No, no hands. We'll need your work after the service to move room A into the fireside room over there. And do you ever feel weary? And it's not the same, feeling lazy and feeling weary. They're, they're not the same thing. How about, do you have a healthy rhythm of work and rest? Work and rest. Or how about this? When you rest, when you relax, do you ever feel guilty about that? This is a, a great subject of rest and work. Thomas's prayer, congregational prayer. It's a great time to talk about this on Labor Day and uh, Labor Day weekend for us. You know, the American Labor Day holiday pays tribute to the contributions of and achievements of American workers. The national holiday originated during one of Americans, America's labor history's most dismal, dismal times, dismal seasons. In the late 1800s, at the height of the Industrial Revolution, the average American worker worked 12-hour days, seven days a week, just to make a basic living. And people of all ages, including, at times, children ages even as young as five or six years old, particularly the very poor or the recent immigrant, faced extremely unsafe working conditions. They worked in factories without fresh air, in an unsanitary conditions without breaks. And what happened during that time is workers just said, we're done with this, we're fed up with this. And so they started to band together. And they left their places of employment and they took to the streets and they protested and they rallied and they even rioted for better working conditions. And because of this civil unrest where people were injured and some were even killed, politicians, they called for peace. And federal and local authorities came in to restore peace, and curfews were imposed because of the riots and unrest. And in the wake of this massive national unrest and in attempt to repair the ties with American workers. In 1884, Congress passed an act making Labor Day a legal holiday. So it was out of unrest, it was out of really bad working conditions that we celebrate in the United States this holiday. And that's why we have this federal holiday honoring and recognizing workers. But I, I, I wanna take a step back from that American idea of the holiday and ask ourselves, what does God think about our work and what does he think about our rests? And when does God want us to work and when does God want us to rest? And when we talk to people about their relationship with God, we, we want them to mature and grow in that. And so we, 
we talked to them about, um, about the Bible. We talked to them about reading the Bible. We talked to them about prayer, connecting with God, talking with God. We talked to them about studying the Bible, reading the scriptures daily. But do we ever talk about work and rest? And we spend a ton of time working in our life. And these spiritual disciplines of Bible reading and prayer and serving and knowing your gifts and, and, uh, and, and sharing your faith with others, these spiritual disciplines, they're talked about all the time in the church. But what about rest? Because I think, I think in America, I think we have a problem resting. Getting into a rhythm of rest is key in a disciple's life. And anytime you get out of rhythm in rest and work, what happens is, and this is a sort of a metaphor that only Southern Californians can kind of relate to because we're in our cars all the time, but when you get out of rhythm in, with work and rest, we get sort of this bodily check engine light that, 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 that shows up in our life. And when you see that check engine light, when you get out of rhythm with work and rest, it's telling you that your life is out of control and something needs to change. An important spiritual discipline, key to a disciple's life, a healthy follower of Jesus Christ, is to have a regular, we even call it weekly, day of rest. And a weekly Sabbath rest is a period of time once a week where you stop and you rest and you celebrate and you contemplate. The first is, is just stop work, whether it's paid or unpaid. You need to stop work on a regular basis. We'll call it weekly. You need to stop work, paid and unpaid. And then you need to rest. And I don't know if I need to explain what that rest is, but it's not working. Okay, so anything that's opposite of work is rest. So you need to stop work, paid or unpaid. You need to rest. And then the, the third is you need to celebrate. You need to celebrate the blessings and gifts of God. And then you need to reflect and contemplate and remember who God is. And that's what we do in that rhythm of work, in that rhythm of of rest. And when God gave the children of Israel the Ten Commandments, He reminded them of a Sabbath rest. Take a look at your Bibles in Exodus chapter 20. We'll start in verse 8. It says, Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you nor your son or daughter, nor your male or female servant, nor your animals, nor any foreigner residing in your towns. For six days, the, for in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them, but he rested on the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. That's Exodus chapter 20, verses 8 through 11. And then in Deuteronomy chapter 5, in verses 12 and 15. Take a look at this. It says, Observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy as the Lord your God has commanded you. Remember, in verse 15, remember that you were slaves in Egypt and that the Lord your God brought you out of there with a mighty hand 
in an outstretched arm. Therefore, the Lord your God has commanded you to observe the Sabbath day. Interesting scriptures there. You are no longer slaves, we read here in Deuteronomy. And life is not just about work and then one day go to retirement. And God has set you free from all of this. The Sabbath rest is not meant to institute legalistic rules surrounding that day of rest. In Mark chapter 2 and verse 27, Jesus said, The Sabbath was made to meet the needs of people and not people to meet the requirements of the Sabbath. And so what I want to do today, just real quick, is, is just make some reflections on work and rest. And it's going to be very practical, very just down to earth. And so there's, I have actually seven points here, but it's going to go really fast. They're in your notes at novachurch.org or on your app. Number one, just the first reflection here is God created a day of rest. God created a day of rest. We were created in the image of God for a rhythm of work and of rest. And rest is built in the DNA of creation. And God creates in Genesis chapter 1, and you read in, in chapter 2, and he creates. And then it's like this beautiful poetry that we read about in Genesis chapter 1. And he creates, and he says, this is good. And he creates and says, this is good. And then... At the end, he says, and this is very good. And God invites us into this rhythm of work and rest and rest and work, and he points us to a healthy way of life that will help us flourish in the kingdom of God. We were created in the image of God to have a rhythm of work and of rest, paid and unpaid work and rest. And, and God created these certain rhythms, just like breathing. It's just so natural for us to breathe in and breathe out. You don't have to think about it. You don't think about breathing, that rhythm of breathing. And this morning, I got up early before the sun came up and looked to the east, and it's beautiful, the clouds, and it was warm outside, but the sun was coming up, and the sky was lighting up, and then the sun's going to go down. And you can go to the, the ocean, the beach today, and watch that sunset. It'll be beautiful for a really nice summer day here. And then you have the, the tides that come in and out, in and out. And it, it's just this rhythm that God has built in their seasons, right? In Southern California, here we have the, the season as fall approaches, you know, Labor Day weekend, the unofficial a signal that summer is over, and yet summer is really not over here in Southern California because it's just our warmest months. It seems to be September and October. And in other parts of the country, the leaves are starting to turn because it's getting cold there. But there's seasons here, the rhythms of breathing and of the sun rising and setting, the tides coming in and out, and the moon, the stars, and the seasons. God has done all of this. And he's done it for a reason. God ordained and created rhythms so that we would have this balanced, flourishing life in the kingdom of God. God created a day of rest. Second point here is a day of rest is called holy or set apart within the seven 
day period of creation. And a, a day of rest is distinct and it's holy. It's, it is set apart. You know that historians document that during the French Revolution in, 18, in 1793, a new calendar was decreed in France, the French Republic calendar. And it declared a 10-day work week. <laughs> Can you imagine that? And, uh, and they abolished the seven-day week because they wanted to exert power over people and the church. They wanted to destroy the seven-day week in the day of worship for Christendom in France. Well, it put too much stress on the people, and it actually, the 10-day work week didn't work. And people were getting sick, and they were thrown off, and burnout started to set in, and people were less productive. And the seven-day work week was reinstated by Napoleon 12 years later because it just wasn't working. You see, in, in Romans chapter 14, the Apostle Paul writes, and he says, you know, every day is holy. There's not like a certain day. He says, every day, they're, 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 they're the same, and, and that there are holy days, but every day really is holy. There's no particular day that's required to be holy. And we work in different ways. Many of us, over the recent years, have worked from home. And so that's a strange thing to, to work at home and then try to have a day of rest when your work is right there on that computer screen or, or in some way. Some people are, are in law enforcement, so they have a, a, a different way, different shifts, or, or someone are in the military. What do you do when you're in the military and you're deployed into an active duty situation? I mean, you're, you're on alert all the time. And so we have to kind of figure that out for ourselves and figure out how this, how this rhythm of work and rest are going to be right for us. So, first is God created a day of rest. Second is, this day of rest is to be set apart from the other seven days. Third is this, setting apart a day of rest reminds us of our humanity. It reminds us of our humanity. As humans, we all need rest because we're not infinite. We're finite. We're not in control. We're not in charge of our lives. God is in charge of our lives. We're not God. We're vulnerable and we have limits and we're human. But a lot of times we don't think of ourselves that way. We work and we work and we work, whether it's paid or unpaid. We, we work to get paid, and then on the weekends when we're supposed to take some time off, we work even more, either on our paid job or we're working in our yard or working on our house, we're working on the church. We're working and working and working, and what we need is we need this healthy rhythm. And setting apart that day reminds us that we're human and we need to cut a break for each other. That it's okay if you say, I'm not going to do this or that. I can't help you on this day because I need to rest. We need to help each other with that. God created a day of rest. This day of rest is to be set apart. And setting apart this day reminds us that we're human. Number four is a day of rest protects us from ourselves. 
a day of rest, it actually protects us from ourselves. Our body, our emotions, our spirit are not meant to work endlessly. We all need rest to be healthy. And I don't know about you, but I've had this happen a few times in my life when my bodily check engine light turns on, that something is broken, something is overheating, something is being overworked. And so you know what that is. If you don't, it's sort of like you get so stressed out, you, you work so hard, and all of a sudden you get sick. That's your check engine light turning on. I was, I, I, I was listening to a podcast, and, and this guy was talking about talking to a friend, and that friend said to him, because he was so stressed out, so overworked, that that friend said to him, I could sure go for a knee surgery right about now. And when I heard that, I thought, wow. I mean, what he's saying is, I, I could sure use to be laid up in the hospital, surgery, and then having to lay in bed for a while because I'm so overworked, I'm so tired. A healthy person knows their limits and is disciplined to take that day of rest. And our, our, our world, our culture, is a burnout world. Many of us feel tired and burned out, and, and so we go on vacation. And we go on these stressful vacations, like 14-hour flights, right? And we go and adventure and play, and then when you get back from vacation, you always hear this out of people who love those types of vacations. Boy, do I need a vacation from my vacation. Yeah, that's not rest. Let me remind you, that is not rest. Number five, a day of rest reminds us that God is good and he's kind. When we take that day of rest and set it apart, it reminds us that God is good and kind. That the delight of rest gives us a preview into that unimaginable eternity that, is, that will come for those who put their trust in Jesus Christ. During your day of rest, think about Things like savoring good food and drink. Make sure on your day of rest, you just savor those things. Make sure on your day of rest that you have some time to spend with loved ones that you really enjoy. Not the stressful loved ones. Don't, don't spend time with them. That day of rest is to just celebrate good food and drink. It's to spend time with loved ones that you, that you laugh with and you listen to, and you sing with, and you dance with, and you smile a lot on your day of rest, get outside, you gaze at beauty. I just got back from four days in the eastern Sierras with my son, and we, were, we fish. We, we go every year, really for the past 20 years, we, we go to the eastern Sierras, and we, we fish, we look for fish, and we catch fish, and and four days of just he and I out there running around the mountains. But this year, we were fishing, and I was so intent on, on catching this fish. And we were in this beautiful place about 8,000 feet with 10,000-foot mountains all around. Beautiful lake and trees, not anything like we have around here. The water clear and cold. And I was just concentrated on just looking at my 
fishing rod and its trout was biting and it was biting so slow and I'm just waiting and my son's looking at me and he says, what's going on? And I said, he's, bite, he's there, I know he's there. I just know he's there. And I'm getting stressed out, when should I set the hook? And he's just tap, 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 not, you know, grabbing. And then I realized how stressed out I was getting trying to catch this fish in this beautiful setting. Ended up that my son and I were just talking about beauty a lot and how we need, as city dwellers, how we need to get away and look at the sunset at the beach and just take in God's creation and the beauty of that and to be in the mountains and not so concentrated on catching that fish but to look around and see what God has created. And that does something. It, it feeds us in a way that just work, 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 work doesn't do it for us. Number six. Number six is this. A day of rest confronts our addiction to work. Our day, a day of rest, it confronts the addiction that we have to work. Deuteronomy chapter 5, it tells us you're not slaves anymore. You're free. And, and, and you are not what you do. You are loved because God created you to love you. And you are not loved by what you do or how you look or how smart you are. You are not loved by what grades you get or how many touchdowns you score. Your identity is in Christ. You are not known by what you do. In this day of rest, it gives us a real experience of God's grace and love in the gospel. We don't work to please God. We rest because God is pleased with us just as you are. Just as you are. When we truly have a day of rest, we don't do anything of merit. You're just resting. And when we rest, we're receiving and we're celebrating, we're trusting and we're enjoying and we're just enjoying the blessings of God. In a day of rest, it breaks our addiction to work and doing. Our, our world, our world around us, it notices doing. It notices how good you did on that paper that you wrote for class. Our, our world notices, oh, you got a promotion, good for you. Our world notices productivity in, in achievements. Our world notices, man, that grass, that's brown on your front yard right now, but it's, that grass is mowed so evenly. And those plants, they're flourishing so much because you care so much for them. Our world notices all of those achievement-oriented things. We meet somebody, we quickly go to, what do you do for work? As to try to get to know them. But this day of rest, it confronts our addiction to work. And the last one for today is this. A day of rest is another way of exalting Jesus. It, it, when we rest, it's a way that we exalt Jesus. 
When we rest, we point people to Jesus. When we work, we point people to Jesus also. And we affirm when we rest that we're fully loved in Christ. And when we work, we affirm that we're fully loved in Christ too. In rest or work, we point people to Jesus. And we, when we set apart that day of rest, we're relying fully on Jesus Christ. In Jesus, well, it's Jesus who gave up his possession in heaven. And it was Jesus who came to earth, born as a vulnerable baby, fully God, and yet fully human, too. And he walked among people, declaring that the kingdom of God is now. And he called out the ones who were addicted to the works, and he forgave ones who were sinners, just like me. And he died on a cross, taking on the sins of the world. And after three days in the grave, he rose again to set us free, that we don't have to be slaves anymore to things like work. And all those who believe in him shall not perish, but can look forward to an eternity, an everlasting eternity of Sabbath rest in heaven. Let's pray together.